can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPlacido, and the Celtics win 101-98 against the Indiana Pacers in overtime. This was probably the ugliest game of basketball I have seen all season, and that's saying a lot, considering some of the games that we've had to sit through. Uh, However... Gonna follow today's podcast, same as usual. Run through some of the some of the highs, some of the lows. Start off with player of the game per use. Uh, and to get things started off here, as far as player of the game goes, there's really two guys that can get it, and that's about it. Uh, but the guy I think most deserving of player of the game tonight is Robert Williams. Uh, really solid, solid game from him tonight. End of the night, stat line, 14 points, 12 rebounds, 6 offensive rebounds, as well as an assist, 4 steals, and 3 blocks. Defensively, fantastic. Uh, and just played really well above the rim today. Now, a lot of, I mean, it, at points of the game where nobody could get anything going, the best source of offense that we had was someone missing a shot <laughs> and Todd Ward putting it back. Like, really just solid, solid performance from Had an early alley-oop from Jalen Brown. You know, great cut layup from Smart to start. But then just went put-back after put-back after put-back and just looked really, really solid. You know, he had uh, in overtime that huge block that led to the Grant three uh, that ended up putting him up five. So, like, all throughout this game, he bailed him out several points. Uh, So, really solid performance from him. He was the only one that, like, through and through had a really good game. Like, there weren't mistakes that were made on his end. Like, really solid game. The other guy that I was debating on for player of the game was Jalen Brown. And the only hesitation that I had was the fact that his shooting percentages were not quite there. 11 of 26, not Jalen Brown type material. However, the rest of his game was really solid. Like you look at the stat sheet, 26 points, 15 rebounds, 6 assists. He is the only the only starter that had more than one assist. Tatum, Horford, Time Lord, Smart, all one assist. Jalen Brown, six. He's also the only starter that didn't have a single turnover. And we'll dive into some of the turnovers in the back half of today's podcast. Uh, Jalen Brown, one of the only people that played like significant minutes and didn't turn the ball over. Him and Grant Williams. Didn't turn the ball over. Ennis Freedom didn't either, but he only played seven minutes. So you can't really can't really put too much stock in there. Um, but seriously, Jalen Brown, really, really solid game for him today as well. Like I said, the only thing kind of holding him back from, from getting player of the game today was the fact that he shot 11 of 26, which is less than ideal, right? Definitely not a not a solid shooting night, but if you look at the rest of the team, nobody shot well. 
<laughs> except for Time Lord, which is four of five. And Ennis Freedom, three of three. So, like, realistically, there were two guys that shot good percentages on the night, over 50%. The rest of it was a giant shit show. Uh, Jalen Brown, solid night. You know, to kind of round out the good as far as players go, the next guy we could go to realistically was Josh Richardson. Uh, I don't think he played great, but he didn't play bad. You know, and that's a it's a bad situation where you need to put in people that didn't play bad, didn't play great, and put them into the positive part. It really is. It's just unfortunate. Uh, I will say this: Jason Tatum really didn't have a good game today. Like it was, it was really, really bad, and we'll dive into that. However, he hit a couple clutch, clutch shots down the stretch, including the mid-range jumper out of the ATO uh, with 1.8 seconds left. So he forced overtime. The Celtics ended up coming out with a win. So, so he does deserve a little bit of recognition in today's game because he certainly played a part at the end, forcing the overtime. Uh, but all in all, not a great game from him. All right, so moving away from individual performances, I do want to talk a little bit about the team as a whole in overtime. And the reason I want to bring it up is because I think that they played better. The first four quarters of this game were hideous, like really, really bad. 20 turnovers as a team, uh, 19 of them in regulation. So only one in overtime, which again, you know, it's still not good. You don't want to be turning the ball over in overtime. Uh, but one versus 19 over the course of the other 48 minutes, all in all, it's a win, right? Less than, less than ideal still. However, the guys banded together, played better. The ball is moving a little bit more, right? Still another game after coming out and playing have, uh, against the Knicks last game, having 26 assists on 36 made shots. You really wanted the Celtics to come out and continue moving the ball and making that their mission. And tonight was just not the case. Mind you, this went into overtime, and we only ended the game with 17 assists. This was an ugly, ugly game as far as shooting went. It stepped up. It was a little bit better in overtime, and guys were hitting shots. They were making plays. Uh, So it's good to see. With that being said, there's a lot more negatives coming out of this game than there are positives outside of, you know, the final score. Obviously, we got the dub. Celebrate that because they have been very hard to come by this season. So be happy with that. However, we need to talk about some of the negatives here because there was a lot going on in this game that needs to be discussed. Uh, Before we dive into it, I'm going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. The NFL playoffs are here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have something to play for this wildcard weekend. 
Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN this wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, guys. Time for a new favorite sponsor alert. Venture Greens Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one-on-one coaching where they build macro-based diets to get you moving in the right direction. As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Green Nutrition is their line of CBD products. They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear. And the best part is all Venture Green's Nutrition's products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States. Check them out at VentureGreensNutrition.com. Use code CELTICSTAKE15, that's CELTICSTAKE15, for 15% off. You won't regret it. All right, so you can't talk about this game without talking about turnovers. So let's dive into some of it because you look at this game as a whole, right? Defensively, we played pretty well. Even in overtime, we still managed to hold the Pacers under 100, which is impressive. Defensively, solid game. However, 20 turnovers for the Celtics, 18 points allowed off turnovers. They scored 17 points in the first quarter. So we gave an entire quarter's worth of points just in turnovers, which is just an ugly, ugly stat. Like a really ugly stat. And it was throughout the entire night. First quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, turnovers, 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 everybody. And the biggest offender of it tonight was Jason Tatum, who had eight, eight turnovers for Jason Tatum. Just like a, it's it's really ugly game. I talked about it briefly, but his shot wasn't there. Seven of 21, so 33% from the field, 0 of 7 from 3. Like, he did manage to get to the line 10 of 11 times. Or 11 times he made 10 of the 11. So solid at that point. Got downhill fairly well. But the shot was just not falling tonight. And when the shot doesn't fall for JT, he forces things. And when he forces things, he makes mistakes. Tonight was a great example of that. Eight turnovers. Led the team in that stat. Love to hear that. The other guy that was right up there with him was starting point guard, Mr. Marcus Smart. And honestly, I want to give him a pass for a little bit of it, but you can't give it to him for the entire game because honestly, he played really well defensively, like really well defensively, hit a couple of clutch shots. This was not Marcus Smart's greatest game though. 11 points, three rebounds, only one assist, did have a steal, but five turnovers. 4 of 11 from the field, 
forced a couple shots that shouldn't have taken. But he was also forced into taking a lot of shots that he shouldn't have needed to take, which isn't ideal. Like, he had a deep three as the shot clock expired. He had a great back down and one finish. Like, he had a couple of solid plays. And again, defensively, fantastic. But the turnovers are killers. And this is something this team has plagued with for a while. I just do, I don't understand because we have some games where we play so well and handle the ball well, take advantage of it. Marcus Smart, for the most part, is usually pretty good with that. It's usually Schroeder that really struggles with the turnovers. Uh, but it was Marcus Smart tonight that just could not hold on to the ball. He tried to make a couple of extra passes, didn't quite work out. Uh, and it is what it is, right? It's the, it's the whole team tonight. Horford, two. Time Lord, two. Richardson, two. Schroeder, one. Like, just overall, everybody was contributing to it. Turnovers left and right. Just an ugly, ugly game. And then on top of the turnovers, you look. The Celtics shot 39.8% from the field, 28.6% from three. Like, just ugly. Ugly, ugly, ugly. And then even moving over to Indiana, 38.3% from the field, 297 from three. Both teams... Just could not do anything. Couldn't do anything. They also had 20 turnovers. So you look at this game. There were 40 combined turnovers. And both teams shot under 40% from the field and under 30% from three. It is just a it is a laughably bad game. Like, overall. Overtime, slightly better for the Celtics. But this is an ugly ugly win. One of the ugliest I've seen all season. I know I said that earlier, but I don't think you can say it enough. After last game against the Knicks, everything looked fantastic, right? The ball was moving. Guys were hitting shots. Tonight, game plan out the window. Nothing was going today. And it It sucks because I did say that the level of play seemed sustainable because it's not like we were hitting a million shots last game. The ball was just moving. People were penetrating and dishing out. And that's a sustainable brand of basketball. But this team just ran away from it. Wanted nothing to do with it. And that's unfortunate. One thing that I do want to talk about briefly is lineups here. And this this is actually... A good thing. So I'm going to switch out of today's game in general uh, and talk about what I've seen the last two games. And it's Ime Doka adjusting. You know, this was another game where Al Horford wasn't really a factor for the majority of it. Defensively, I think he played really well against Sabonis. Uh, even though Sabonis did go off and put up like 1960s numbers as far as rebounding goes. 23 rebounds. 10 assists, 11 points. So just really solid, solid game from him overall. Minus the scoring, but 23 rebounds, 10 assists. Really solid game for him. Uh, But I think Al Horford, again, played well defensively. However, he's just not making the impact. He wasn't doing it again tonight. One of three from the field. So it's not like he's taking a bunch of shots. But he was kind of a non-factor. 
for a lot of the offensive sets. And what that's doing is forcing guys to create other shots. They can't drive and dish to him because he's either not taking the shots or not hitting the shots. So Ime Adoka adjusted again. He put in Grant a little bit more. Grant didn't have a great night either shooting. However, he did hit a huge three in overtime. Uh, but it's it's funny to see that those rotations change. And even in the closing lineup, it wasn't Al Horford out there. It was Grant Williams. And it's something that I've been calling for for a while now. You know, get away from the double big. This is a team in Indiana that does play big with Sabonis and Miles Turner. So this is a game where, you know, you can get away with double big. Defensively, it's the right move. But offensively, it really strains you. Uh, So tonight, I don't think you gave up a lot in playing Grant. Defensively, he's another solid guy. Kept up with Sabonis fine. Uh, But offensively, it really helps. It gives you just another option to space the floor. It gives a little bit more room for the Jays to operate in the middle. So I like that. Another thing that we saw tonight, again, limited minutes for Marcus Smart because he got hurt. He left in the third quarter. Uh, But you didn't see Schroeder Smart lineups again tonight either, which is another thing that I've been calling for. I don't like the double point guard lineup with Schroeder and Smart. I don't really like the double big lineup with Al and Time Lord. Again, he started with those guys, but the minutes were, you know, spread out a little bit, at least, which is good. He gave more minutes to Grant, who can spread the floor. Uh, and I like that. It's, it's a good move from him. So overall, rotations getting better. Are they perfect? Not yet. Still got, still got some ways to go for it to be perfect, uh, but significantly better. And at this point, anything that's that has the word better, you got to just take. Because this is a Celtics team still at this point, 20 and 21, still under 500. With a chance to change that on Wednesday, facing Indiana again. Uh, so we'll see. Hopefully get back to 500, start a little something new, you know? I don't think any Celtics fans here would complain about that. Uh, That's where we're going to wrap things up. If you haven't done so already, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. Make sure to follow our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die. And more importantly, make sure to rate and review the podcast. Five stars, leave a review, a written review. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, Make sure to tune in again Wednesday night, Celtics Pacers trying to get back to 500. Have a good night, Celtics fans. I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic.